welcome to Adventures with Scars. My name is Lauren Huffmaster. I've been living with cancer for seven years, and I'm a founder of Adventure Therapy Foundation. This podcast is intended to lead a discussion around the emotional side effects of cancer and the healing from their impact. When we look at cancer experience, we're very clear on treatments and doctors and oncologists and all the science behind the physical aspects of cancer. But when it comes to cancer's biggest impact, the impact on our emotional health, our relationships, our finances, every other aspect of life outside of our physical health, there's not very much information. There's not many conversations around its true impact. And so this is a place where we discuss this. We started out with the emotional side effects of cancer. These are things I've identified as typical emotional responses to cancer. I believe millions of cancer survivors and patients are experiencing these right now and don't even know that this is a normal response. So we are defining this. We're bringing it to the forefront of the conversations around cancer so that those of us who have been impacted can minimize the fear and shame in our lives because we're having to process things that have not yet been identified as normal. After we discussed the emotional side effects of cancer, we started the healing process and we're walking through this. Now, the important thing to know about the healing process of cancer is it is a process. You cannot jump over the hard parts. So don't try. Go back and listen to the Void podcast again. That is the hardest place. You have to sit there. You have to listen to that. You have to heal there before we can move forward into the other phases of healing. Today, we're going to talk about restoration. And restoration is sort of feels like where the fun comes back into life. Restoration is this beginning where certainty can become part of your day-to-day. Until you've gone through the seasons of healing, of mountains on fire, the void, and growth, all of that is really defined by uncertainty. But when we get into restoration, certainty can become a part of the formula of your life. This is where you find your strength again. This is where you find your confidence and your ability to move forward boldly, but it's a lot of work to get to the restoration part of your cancer journey. If the season of growth represented a seedling or a delicate flower, and that flower represented your new identity emerging, your new dreams, then the season of restoration is where your dreams find their strength. You're no longer filled with questions about who you will be. You have done the difficult work of growth and now can stand secure in the person you are becoming. The lessons of each of the previous seasons give you strength and clarity. And then the time has provided you practice in living out your life in this new way. The season of restoration is a return to those pre-diagnosis moments of strength. So amazing. It's so wonderful to hit this phase of healing because you are now rooted, you're firm, you're secure, but you've also been tested. So you know who you are today. 
that choice, that person that you've chosen to be, those values, the things that represent you today have been tested by fire. We started with mountains on fire and they've been tested and many things most likely have fallen away from you. They don't clutter your mind. They don't clutter your time or your intentions. The true essence of who you are remains and now it can grow well, can grow quickly and boldly. And that is where restoration is so wonderful. It is the gift. It is the purpose of the cancer process. The reason we work through the healing process is to arrive here in restoration. The certainty you feel in restoration is not a naive certainty like nothing bad will ever happen to me. It is a certainty that comes by choice. You choose to be who you are no matter what. I am certain that I will lead my family. I'm certain I personally will lead adventure therapy. I will lead this discussion. I will speak, not because I am naive and think my cancer is not going to impact my future, but because I know there is no other way forward for me. This is who I have chosen to be, and nothing can derail that anymore. Prior to cancer, I was not, I was certain in a lot of things, but not, none of them the right things. <laughs> I was certain that my time was busy and that I was going to raise my kids and I was going to work hard, but none of those were the true essence of who I was. Yes, my values, my loves, my my purpose was all wrapped up in there, but it was pretty much a big tangled mess. Cancer cleared out a lot of that mess, just like a wildfire would clear out the brush along the mountain. My life became cleared and the things that remained were the seeds of my true person, the true values of my life. And now those seeds are growing. They're strong. They're shooting up and people are starting to take notice that I am not the same person I used to be. That is restoration. The restoration when you get to choose your future forward and you've got the strength to start demonstrating that to others so that they can see. The process of healing is hard because you are constantly changing. You're figuring out through the void who you want to be moving forward. Then you're trying trying to create some kind of form or, or function of that and start to put that into place during your growth season. But this growth season is really about tiny little seedlings of dreams starting to grow. But restoration is when those seedlings have emerged. They emerge and they're creating fruit and they're they're thriving in this, this landscape that is your life. And others can begin to see what has truly changed in you through the cancer process. Until this moment, until this restoration season, others are typically unaware of all the emotional wrestling you are doing inside. It is not a topic we talk about. It's not something we're told to expect that we should expect our lives to be shaken, to have this broken identity season. There's not a lot of education around what, how others can support you post treatment. (laughs) Most people think that when the fuzz is on your hair and you're done with chemo, you are good. You're well, you're moving forward. But actually, this season, the season between the end of treatment and the beginning of restoration is the hardest season to recover from. It is isolating. It is raw. It is full of uncertainty. But it is so important. It is the new foundation of who you will become. Because with all of that work, 
you are now able to move forward and grow well into the person that you want to be. And I love that certainty returns to life, but it has a new purpose. It, It is something that we choose rather than we depend on. I think the certainty in the pre-cancer moments were, again, like a naive. It was, we were certain because we were certain, because there's nothing else we had thought of besides this one trajectory forward. Whereas the certainty in restoration is built on choice. No matter what comes in my life, no matter what circumstances I experience, no matter what difficulties I experience, I am certain of the person that I am, and I'm going to keep building that person up. I'm going to keep allowing that person to grow no matter what. That is the gift of cancer. Again, I want to go back to the previous seasons and say, if you are not here yet, let this episode simply be an encouragement to you. Let this be a hope that you hold in front of yourself so that if you're still in the void, or even if you're on mountains on fire and you look forward and you say, I can't imagine being there yet. That is okay. You can't imagine being here yet because you haven't done the work to get here yet. But let me tell you, if you will sit in the void until those events in your life do not cause you pain, restoration is in your future. A place where all of that is the ash is the fertilizer of your life. The concentrated wisdom of your life comes from things you had to go through, the difficulties. And now you get to grow even more quickly than others because of the way your life has been shaped. A purposeful future is the greatest gift of hope we can offer. And restoration is the season when you get to begin to live into that. So it's important if you found yourself in a season of restoration to celebrate this moment. This is really, truly where you should be ringing the bell and celebrating the end of the experience of cancer. because. All of those difficult seasons are behind you now. Celebration is so important. We have spent so many years mourning, mourning the the diagnosis of cancer, the treatment of cancer, the recovery of cancer. We sometimes forget to celebrate all that we've gone through, the person that we've become, how we've chosen to properly heal for the sake of our family. Celebration is important for our family as well, because we can declare in this moment, I feel restored. I am whole again. I am ready to grow. I'm ready to expand. I don't need to protect myself anymore. I feel safe again. These are huge moments of celebration. So share them with your family, even if they don't understand. (laughs) I often would just throw myself a party. Be like, you know what? Today feels really good. And I haven't felt that in a while. I'm going to make a fancy dinner, invite friends over. And others may not even know what I'm celebrating. But it is important to me, that moment of acknowledgement, that moment that I can say to myself, I am proud of the work I've done because it was a lot of work. It was really hard. And it doesn't mean I won't see difficulties in the future, but it's shows me that I have a foundation of certainty that I can choose at any point from now on, no matter what I see. So restoration is a season of joy, a sense you've made it through and not just through, but you've become stronger. You've stepped beyond those barriers. You've stepped beyond the fires and now you stand firm, 
Once I established my path, I began to dream beyond the next 24 hours. During the growth season, I really could only dream for one moment at a time. But after I had established myself a little bit longer, grown a little stronger, I could see beyond that, a new trajectory for my life. And so I began to just test to see how far I could reach. In my season of restoration, I took the path my heart established and started to build structures and strategies so that path might go farther beyond myself or even my lifetime. My resources were few and they still feel few, but I used the season to lay the groundwork for something bigger than me. I expect this will be a task I work on for the rest of my life. Um, I found my life's work in my cancer journey. And now it's time for me to make this work reach as many people as possible. As many people impacted by cancer or have loved ones impacted by cancer. And as many people who have been facing chronic illness or trauma and didn't know how to heal from it. As I work to bring others into a season of growth and restoration, I look beyond my own pain and my story. This is where my restoration takes root. I no longer stand in my pain, but instead I stand on my purpose. I don't have to protect myself anymore. In the past, every day was really a lot of self-preservation. And then now I get to focus on intentional living. And from that, joy comes, happiness, the fuller experience of life. This new purpose gives me strength in and of itself. I get up earlier in the morning because the possibilities are running through my mind before the sun comes up. It makes me bold because I'm not speaking for myself. I'm speaking for all of us. I take risks that I would have never taken before cancer because this restoration process made me stronger. It cleared out all of the tangled mess that would have kept me from doing these things and let me see straight down the path that I wanted to take. Nothing standing in my way from where I am now and where I want to go. Restoration is a beautiful gift. The gift of cancer is the most important aspect of the cancer process, but we can't grasp it fully until we've moved through all the phases of healing. But in restoration, that is where we begin to see it. In the past, we thought the gift of cancer or the gift of our life might have been those golden years, the season when we worked all of our life to get to a moment where we can take other people on vacation with us. <laughs> but the gift of cancer is a gift that we hold today. We don't have to wait until we are in our golden years. Our golden years are today. The people we love are here today. The gift of cancer allows me to use the best parts of me today. And the gift that I give away can multiply because of that. It's not tied to one moment in the future. It's tied to every moment for the rest of my future. The gift of cancer is a beautiful experience of life. Perhaps the best part of restoration is that it is an opportunity to demonstrate to those you love of who you are and how they can face difficulties in life and come out of those difficulties stronger and more resilient. As a mom, this is the most important thing for me. I want my children to learn how 
to face the difficulties they will come upon in life through how they've seen me move forward. I think it's important for us to all really acknowledge that we're teaching others when we don't know it. (laughs) And so I think for my life, it was one of the very first things I thought of when I was diagnosed stage four. I said to myself, when I was stage three, I watched people who were stage four to see how they lived life. What would it be like if I became stage four? How would my life look? They didn't know I was watching them, but I was. I was curious. I I wanted that lesson. If I could just grasp something from them, I wanted to know what it would be like if sort of my worst fears came to be. Well, of course, I was diagnosed stage four almost immediately after stage three. And so from the beginning of my stage four life, I thought, well, others are going to watch me just like I watched them, just like I watched others with stage four. And not just my children, but people in the community, people who are afraid that they have cancer in their family. So even if it's strangers, or more importantly, if it's the children in your own home, if it's your siblings, if it's your spouse, They're watching you because they know life will have hard moments and you are having a hard moment now. And if you can emerge, if you can be restored, if you can come out with more joy, with a greater gift, a greater appreciation for life than you went into this difficult process, then when they walk through difficult times, they will have this hope in front of them as well. Your story becomes their hope. I think this is so important when we think about legacy. Legacy for me, who is someone with stage four cancer, is really important because I want my life to be bigger than my life. I want my impact to be bigger than where I am in this moment. And so if I can demonstrate true strength, certainty, even in the middle of uncertainty, even in the middle of difficulties, if I can choose to not live in fear, if I can choose to be hopeful, then others can choose it as well. If I can do it, then anyone else can do it as well. For me, most importantly, my children can do that. I have no idea what the next generation will face. I have no idea what, what's going to emerge in the world for them. So I can't prepare them for those situations. But I can prepare them. I can give them hope that no matter what comes into their life, it is possible to keep walking, to be true to yourself, to not give up, to not give into fear, to embrace hope, even in desperate situations, to come out on the other side more resilient, more grateful, more joyful. This is so important in the restoration process because it is a moment that you can begin to give away all the lessons you learned. Now, it takes years sometimes. Right now, I think, I personally think it takes almost five years for someone to get from diagnosis to restoration. I think with education and conversation and support, we can do that in half the time. In a couple of years from diagnosis to restoration, I think is possible. But some of us have to lead the way. We have to lead the conversations. We have to demonstrate it's possible. And I want my children not to get stuck in their life in seasons of fear. I want them, if their world burns, if if their expectations are broken, if their identity comes crashing down, I want them to be able to say, that hurts, but I know I can keep going. 
And if I can demonstrate that in my life, then my restoration process becomes their restoration process. So much as a young parent, what we do, we do because we want our children to be able to do it too. They give us the courage to keep going because we don't want them to give up. They don't want them to live in fear. We don't want them to have anxiety or anger in their life that they can't control because I am also living in anxiety and anger. So instead, as parents, we often choose hope, even if we don't want to. We choose to be optimistic, even if we don't see a way forward, because we want our children to be able to live in that space as well. And so the the season of restoration is a moment where your curated garden of life, you're the tree that you're becoming, begins to spread seeds that has fruit that others can learn from. Your wisdom becomes seeds of hope for others. And that is beautiful. It's only by hardship that we can really demonstrate strength. It's only by being broken that we can be restored. And yet we often don't share our stories of hardship unless our stories of hardship are so overwhelming that they can't be hidden, like in the cancer experience. And so as you walk through your experience, know that people are watching you. They're hoping for you. They don't tell you this, of course, but they watch you and they hope for you that you will choose a way forward that leaves you better than you began. And it is possible. It is possible. And at every step, every going back to that growth thing, every baby step forward that you take is going to be a baby step forward someone else can take as well. The people in your world, the people in your circles, your social circles, your family circles, they will take one step further forward because they saw you do it as well. And this way, we are leading the way. We're forerunners. We're, we're demonstrating how to recover from trauma. And this is not easily done. This is not easily spoken about. And because we don't talk about these traumas, sometimes the only way we can teach others is by taking action ourselves. So I do encourage you in moments where you feel like you might be on the brink of that restoration, or you might be on the brink of that void where you you don't know if you have the strength to go forward. Remember, you don't have to take leaps to heal. Baby steps are all we need because they add up tiny things, hoping that you can hope. (laughs) You don't have to hope for the cure or hope for a perfect future, but you can hope for a good day. And that tiny step forward, that choice of hope over fear establishes deep roots that will not be shaken in the future. So keep walking, go higher, go deeper. Remember that you're making a path for others. There is no path where we're walking, but as we walk, we're making paths for others. And so keep going. Restoration is available to us. Living into our purposes, seeing the purposes of our life come into fruition is possible. Just keep going. Thank you for listening to Adventures with Scars. This is Lauren Huffmaster, and I am so honored to lead a conversation around emotional healing in the process of cancer. If you would like more information, check out our website, adventuretherapyfoundation.org, where we have video conversations, as well as blogs and other educational material on the emotional side effects of cancer.